Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I can't be dealing with these chicks that are worried about what will the neighbors think. the neighbors, you know? By the way, I do want to say this. And let me be very clear. Sometimes those ones that are really, you know, like doing the best are hiding the Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. How are we doing? I hope you guys are doing well. Um, wow. I don't even know what I just watched, what all of us just witnessed, but it was a lot. I will say that. Um, before we get into the episode, if you guys want to uh, check out my Patreon, I have one. It's at patreon.com slash EBBM podcast. Currently, I'm doing a stunt queen September month talking about my favorite people in pop culture who just showed up and showed out. So this week I did an episode on, do you guys remember, Dr. Malachi Love Robinson, um, teen fake doctor extraordinaire. Um, so check that out, but there's a lot of shit over there. That's like really, really good. Um, so yeah, check it out. Thank you. Love you. Anyway, let's get into this episode. Uh, I mean, we just got to get into it. The episode begins. Okay. Well, I guess we left off last week with like, a text from Rinna up on the screen about how she had been witness to a, epic meltdown of Hilton proportions. So this episode begins 
full drama. It's a really quiet morning in Aspen. We're seeing the snow-capped mountains and the trees, and it's a sunny day. The birds are chirping. It's 10.39 a.m. Lisa's tugging at her luggage, saying, I'm on a mission from God to get us out of here. She's pacing back and forth in her bedroom. She's sucking on a can of boost air or something as they're getting ready to head back to L.A., she and Kyle. So Rinna says in a confessional that what she's doing right now what she's dealing with right now is worse than a hangover and that Kathy had a meltdown, the likes of which she's never seen before. <laughs> Y'all Lisa Rinna said, let me put on my, a very special episode of days of our lives wig. And was like, you know what? Lights, camera action. Let's get to work. She says in a confessional that this morning, she's really just not saying too much around Kyle because she's still in shock that what she heard last night, came from anybody in this group certainly not kathy hilton so then we get one of my favorite shots one of my favorite bits of cinematography from all housewives which is just a door we get a shot of kathy's bedroom door and kyle's saying that it just feels really weird so like they're packing up to leave to hop on that pj kyle or excuse me kathy is um holed up in this bedroom with the two bunk beds and it's awkward and Kyle's feeling it but then she's like you know what just feels weird to get on the plane without Kathy and you know I'm just thinking that if Kathy is upset then somehow this might be my fault Kyle like do you think that it might be the fact that you have not taken your foot off of her neck about Every single fashion choice that she's made since she's been here. You're roping your other little friends into it and making them laugh at you, her. Um, <clears throat> you did not support her when she was trying to uh, talk about her tequila line. And you laughed at her and you let your friend slash cast member order her dear friend Kendall Jenner's 818 tequila. On camera, like immediately after Kathy mentioned that their tequila was on uh on display, Melissa Gorka. So, you know, like to just be like, uh, wow, I just, I am feeling like this might fall all on me. It's like, girl, yeah. <laughs> and it should. Sutton and Erica, everybody gets on the plane. Sutton and Erica make up because, I mean, let's be real. Erica's been really fighting this entire time to uh, act like she hates Sutton when the fact is that she recognizes a bad bitch when she sees one. And so finally, we're free of this. We're free of it. They finally give up the ghost. They make up on the plane. Erica's explaining her side of the situation, which is like full... Uh, transparency, I guess, about the fact that she knows that she lashes out on people in anger. And she's really sorry for anybody who was on the receiving end of it, but she tends to lash out when she just doesn't feel heard. Okay? This moves Sutton to tears for whatever reason. And she says in a confessional, she's wondering if there's smoke coming out of the plane, if there's some reason, some doomsday reason why Erica of all people is apologizing to her, but she'll take it. She doesn't know if she can trust it, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I believe Dorit, one of them brings up Kathy on the plane. And so then we get the story from everybody. Starting off with Erica, who says that the reason why Kathy's not on the plane is because she had a breakdown at the club last night and dramatic music starts to play and Kyle 
is telling Sutton, everybody knows. I talked to Sutton on the car ride last night. Like, everybody in this plane knows what happened. So then Sutton says in a confessional that Kathy was a little off at the club. And she kept asking everybody to do a conga line. But it didn't seem like anybody really wanted to do it. So the next thing she knows, Kathy's in Sutton's face saying, I want to go home. And if you don't go home with me, you're not my friend. But then we get to Crystal. Crystal says that she saw a commotion, but she didn't hear anything what was going on. She says, listen, I know Kathy. I've known her longer than most of the people in this group. I just can't imagine what it was that was so awful. Diana says that she went to the bathroom and when she came back, Kathy was raging and screaming at the girls, mostly at Kyle. And then Kyle says that Kathy was really pissed off for whatever reason and telling her that they need to leave the club right now. But for whatever reason, Kyle didn't know what was going on. So she just told Kathy, I'm not leaving. (laughs) Okay. I am a sister. I actually just spent the weekend with my sister among many family members. And we've never had this sort of dynamic, not even close. I mean, like not even in the same universe as the Hilton sisters. So, you know, this is not my life, but I do understand a sister dynamic. And if my sister was screaming, we got to go, bitch, we're out of here. I already called the Uber. That's it. We're leaving. I mean, my first question would be what happened, but I'd also be ready to go. You know, like that doesn't seem like so crazy. This just seems very dubious on Kyle's behalf. Like Kyle's always a victim to her sister's behaviors and she never knows what's going on. And then, you know, but then you say things like, oh, I just said no. And that just sounds like bad sister behavior to me. That's just my opinion. I don't know. So then um, apparently Lisa Rena decides to leave with Kathy all by herself and take her home. And so the only narrative that we get on this Cole Kathy situation is through Lisa. Own it, Rena. Now, here's where I have to say my official opinion in which I'm actually still forming it like as I speak right now. So, you know, Subject to change asterisk over here, but uh, Rena is clearly the the girl who cried whatever because what I saw the general consensus after everybody watched the scene was bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. So here's my thing: like, obviously, it would be. Stupid and false of me to say that Kathy Hilton is not capable of freaking out at a club and snapping or whatever. Um, clearly. However, if my only narrator, narrator is Lisa, you know, I'm taking a big grain of salt before I, uh, you know, take a shot of Kendall Jenner's 818 tequila. I just don't. I don't know. And I'm really not hearing this 
I don't want to call it a narrative, but like I'm really not hearing anything about her uh, attacking Sutton's people. No mention of this. So all these rumors about like her having said something homophobic or even racist, we're not hearing that at all. So I'm curious about that because the narrative that Lisa's running is uh, Kathy said some shit about basically every cast member and the show and the network as a whole. So mm, I don't know. Rinna says they get in the sprinter. Kathy starts screaming, saying she's going to take down NBC Bravo, the whole show single-handedly, all the girls, she's going to ruin them all. And then she says when they got back to the house, the Kyle's house, things got even worse. She ripped off her glasses, then started stamping on them, pounding on the walls, talking shit about Kyle, talking about how I made Kyle, I'm responsible for her, I will destroy her and her family if it's the last thing I ever do. You guys look back at that scene. I've never seen a twinkle come out of somebody's eye like it did out of Lisa Rinna. Like, she was living. What is it with Lisa? Why is she so horny to insert herself into Kyle's relationships with her sister? Like, at this point... We're, it's a pattern. It's a pattern of her, like, intensely meddling into their relationships and feeling an ownership over Kyle and an ownership over handling and navigating them. And it's weird. It's weird to me because I don't really know what her end game is, but it's weird. She did this with Kim repeatedly, and it's just very strange. And frankly, if I were Kyle, I'd be side-handing the fuck out of Lisa at this point. Because, like, why are you sitting here, um, you know, as we see next week, like, facilitating relation er, conversations between me and my sister? Like, why are you doing that? Why do you keep feeling the need to do that? That's weird. It's like, single white female weird. But back on the plane, Kyle mentions that she and, I think, Kim, or who, whoever her sisters, used to get into physical con- uh incidents with each other to the point where she was the biter and Kim, I guess, was a scratcher, scratching her until she would bleed. Ugh. Yikes. Then Kyle says that as she was riding back to the house, she saw Erica's phone and she saw that Erica was texting back and forth with Lisa. And so she was seeing the play-by-play of what Lisa was telling Erica and she was like, I'm just too scared to go home. So then Lisa really lets the chopper spray by saying that Kyle's way more famous and way more successful than Kathy Hilton has ever been. And clearly Kathy's still holding on to anger over the agency and over American woman. And then she says, I think it's been very hard for Kathy to have it all and for her sister to have more. (laughs) Okay. Um, At some points, Lisa refers to Kathy as a pillar of society and this, that, and the third. And granted, you know, Lisa knows Beverly Hills circles and the ones that Kathy runs in more than I do. And so maybe there is a contingency of people who feel that way. I, I would imagine there are. But, like, the opinion at large of Kathy Hilton, I wouldn't, like, pillar of the community wouldn't wouldn't have come to mind wouldn't have been top of mind or even the bottom of mind for me. But um, she keeps building up this narrative like Kathy Hilton, Kathy the Hilton. 
and the Hilton family and like they're like the fucking Rockefellers or um well I guess they are the Rothschilds <laughs> technically but you know like she keeps building up this like big powerful legacy they're scions they're this they're that and the third and they're rich and I get it and they've been rich for a long time and they've got that like big you know household name on them <sighs> I'm sure there's a lot of clout here, but I just feel like she's really exaggerating to us, the audience, because we don't feel that way. I don't think. And then here's the other thing. Like, the examples that you listed were Kyle being a monster and her family. Like, they're framing this as though Mauricio decided to go out on his own and do his own thing and like yeah I was under the tutelage of Rick Hilton and the Hilton agency or whatever they're called but you know I just I really got to do my own thing like a scrappy young ingenue that decided to go out on his own but I was always under the impression that the reason why they were pissed is because Mauricio took clients with him which is like a big no-no and then with American Woman we see the flashback where Kathy tells Kyle I don't think this is, like, great for our mom's memory. I just feel like you're basically exploiting the family for your own gain. So is that jealousy or is that you just reacting to some bullshit that your sister did? I don't... You tell me. And, like, who is Kyle in this world? (laughs) Shout out to Yolanda Hadid, Foster Hadid. But, like, what more powerful... Then Kathy, I mean, even I'm talking about like Kathy not being that powerful, I still think Kyle does not have uh, nearly the power that Kathy has, which is why she keeps coming for her like that and trying to act like she's some like uh, weirdo who needs to be assisted at all times. That to me sounds like Kyle's insecure about her station in life and where Kathy is above her. I don't know, but okay. Anyway, we take a brief pause from that to talk about Crystal's birthday. Shout out to you, Crystal. I love you, girl. But a Great Gatsby 1920s themes birthday party? Like, just shoot me right in the head. Okay? Like, I can't do it. (laughs) Y'all know what? I have, like, a real, um, uh, you know, I I don't even know. Like, I really don't like these Bravo-tivities. These, like, very, like, what do we do next? Did we go to, um, get one of those frozen, get in those frozen tanks to freeze our fat off our body? What next? A rage room? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. (sighs) Ugh. I can't. Um, 
She is having a 20s party. Okay, hooray for you. This is going to set the stage for other stuff. Um, what else happened? Kyle's not going to be there. We don't have to see her for the rest of the episode because she's going to Georgia to film Halloween Kills. Oh, lest we not forget that we had a whole storyline like two seasons ago about how Kyle had to cut her bangs for the Halloween franchise, but we couldn't spend three seconds taking a shot for your own sister on camera. Okay. So Kyle says in a confessional that she thought that the last fight she and Kathy got in were like maybe a year and a half out of would be the last fight that they ever had. I'm not really sure why you thought that. Like, it seems like the dynamic y'all's whole lives was to be like two against one. So I'm not sure why you thought that was going to change now. Anyway, um, she has to chase around yet another poorly behaved dog because they've gotten a hold of a ugly sweater of hers that she was packing. Honestly, at this point, Kyle deserves it. Like, I think she thinks that this is very cute and like endears her to the audience. And listen, far be it for me to not be a you know, like, see a puppy on camera and I'm there. But yeah, I don't care about Kyle. I don't, I don't care. Whatever. I, I would feel some type of way, I think, as a person in the, the pet industry, if she lived in, like, New York or a, a place where they had to interact with other dogs. But the fact that she that dog is just, like, only exposing its bad behavior to her and her sweaters, I'm like, whatever. This, you don't want to get a trainer. I don't know what to tell you. Um, Dorit clearly has some deal with the Comparte chocolate guy. So we have to watch them, them being her and Erica, make chocolate, like a bunch of different chocolate, like a, like a lot of different kinds of chocolate and compare themselves to Lucy and Ethel because they put hats on, I guess. And um, a lot of conversation about how chocolate is a luxury, like a lot. Like, it seemed like a good five minutes of them just ping-ponging back and forth. You know, chocolate's really a luxury. And you know what a luxury is? Chocolate. You know where I am? In a luxurious place. Because chocolate's here. Did you know that chocolate was a luxury? Because I feel like it. Mmm, luxury. Luxury chocolate. Here at Comparte Chocolates. Thank you. Anyway, um, finally they talk about something else, which is Garcelle. The episode of The Real has finally come out. And it had the segment talking about the lawsuit that Erica was going through and Garcelle's feelings about it, which is that she should have given those damn rings back, earrings back. So Erica feels some type of way because she feels like we went to Aspen. You filmed this before we left. You didn't give me a heads up. You were kind of like kiki with me and I thought we had a nice time. And then this shit comes out and I had no idea. I'm going to give Erica, like, half a point for that because, here, like, I could see why you would feel sensitive about that. I, I'm i equal parts on both of their sides. Like, Garcelle has a job to do, but also I feel like if you were my friend in the sense that we film together and we're actively filming the season, uh, you could probably could have told me. Just sent me a text or let me know on the trip. You know, just let me know. Like, it's one thing that it's out there, but it's another thing to, like, be having to see the person that you just filmed with on TV talk about it with her other coworkers. Like, that is different. And do I think she has, like, the right to be upset? No. But I do see why it might, like, rub her the wrong way. I get that. Like, if it were me, I would kind of think that'd be like an under, 
what do you call it? Like a, like a thing that's like understood, right? You don't have to say it. Like it, unless we really don't fuck with each other, I think if you're going to talk about me on national TV, <laughs> just give me a heads up beforehand. I, you know, that's fair. So then this was a weird move out of Dorit. I thought she decides to like cement herself as Erica's Jane's next best friend or something and tells her about what Kyle said and the conversation they had in which Kyle was like, uh, Dorit, like, I can't believe you're still defending Erica when she said all that crazy shit. Like you have to admit that the things that she said was fucked up. And so Dorit tells Erica that's what she said and basically how Kyle had insinuated that by you continuing to stand next to Erica, it kind of looks like you're co-signing this alleged crime that happens. And so now Erica's pissed. Erica tells Dorit that's really fucking gross. And in a confessional, she says, I can't associate with people who are too worried about what the neighbors think, which is like why were you friends with Kyle in the first place? I don't know. Um, and then she goes, um, by the way, and and I'm going to tell you guys something. And I think all of us as an audience held our breath. Cause we were like, Oh, you just talked about neighbors. Uh, we all know who your neighbor is right now. <clears throat> hammer, hammer time. So, uh, what's, what are you going to say, girl? What about your, what about your neighbor, Erica? Let's talk about the neighbor. Total, total fake out. She was like, you know, um, it's, uh, sometimes those who are really doing the best who are hiding the most. Um, do we think that Erica might be on something during these confessionals? Cause she's seeing a little, she's a little slurry, a little, um, a slow to blink. Just check it out. I'm not going to say anything. I just, I just saw some things and I wondered if maybe, maybe any of you guys did too. Okay. Anyway. Um, then she says that she's really tired of being the whipping boy. Is that like racist? It feels like a racist thing to say, you know, cause, cause what boys are being whipped? She said it a couple times. Didn't feel good. Didn't love it. Did not love it. Then Erica says that there are others who don't display the best behavior. So if Kyle's going to have a conversation about her behavior, dot, 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 then Dorit asks her, who are you talking about? And Erica just looks back at her and then Dorit goes, oh boy. So in a confessional, Dorit says that the elite have different rules and Kyle's part of a family that has a lot of strength and wealth and connections. And you really need to think twice if you really want to challenge them. So then Erica says, we've all seen each other at our worst and heard things that were not the best. And if you think I'm going to be the fucking whipping boy for the entire group, you got another thing coming, honey. So, (laughs) so what I'm hearing is that Erica's response to Kyle talking shit about her is that she's going to out her sister. (laughs) Okay. It doesn't. Okay. So everybody's getting ready for Crystal's birthday party. Garcelle is in her house. Ugh. Did I love it or did I love it? A full Josephine Baker fashion moment with the Chanel suspenders and the spit curl on the side and the hat. Oh, I loved it. I live for it as I always do. Cherie shows up. Finally, Cherie does something. So she's at the in the kitchen as a, you know, Garcelle's doing glam and she notices that Garcelle left the present for Crystal on the island. So she goes 
starts scrounging around to find a Sharpie, opens a card and signs her name on it. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? Okay. I'm not even going to talk about how you have Mama Joyce's wig on from season four. You know, I'm not even going to say that because that was funny. So I didn't say it. Um, Gar- Garcelle comes down. They start taking shots. And I just love the shade of the slow pan down to see what bottle of uh, tequila (laughs) Garcelle was pouring from. And it was Casa Migos. Sorry, Kathy. You lost again. Not a Casa del Sol. But by the way, I've seen a couple of TikToks of people doing, y'all are wrong for this, wrong because why didn't you invite me also i should have thought about this myself uh 818 versus casa del sol and uh sorry kendall sorry sorry lisa to your dear friend kendall um also lisa did something stupid i guess um eva longoria is also a partner in casa del sol so she made a joke joke about like oh my god this is your actual tequila like oh congratulations oh should we also talk about lisa okay hold on Mama Joyce wig. Okay. Um, okay. Sorry. Let me finish this and then we'll get back to Lisa. So Garcelle tells Cherie about how, uh, you know, the episode of the real just came out and how they were talking about Erica. Cherie says, you know, quite as it's kept, I would have a hard time giving those earrings up too. Like I wouldn't be exactly taking them off, you know, <laughs> like I, I kind of feel Erica. And then Garcelle says in a confessional, she doesn't know why Erica would be upset because everybody's talking about that lawsuit. So in terms of this party, like the first time they've seen each other since Aspen, she's just not going to say anything unless Erica does. So back to Rena. Um, it was reported on radar online. Um, that Rena's asking for a $2 million salary to return for next season. Girl <laughs> for what? That would be more than any other housewife. Um, for what? For what? For us to go back into your garage and look at your old uh, Versace outfit? Like, what do you bring to the table? Are we factoring in the bolognese? Two million dollars, girl. For what? And so a lot of people are thinking that maybe this is Lisa's kind of like, Hail Mary. I don't know if Hail Mary is the right term, but basically maybe she's trying to get ahead of getting fired or doing this thing, throwing something out there that she knows she's not going to get so that when she is fired and when negotiations don't go through, she can say that this is why, Um, which I think is an interesting and sound theory because $2 million, you got to be out your damn wig Two girl, please. All right, so now it's time for Crystal's birthday party. We're at the house, which I actually got to say, I really like her house. I really do. I really do. I think it's like like the structure of it I really like. I like the vibe. Um, probably doesn't have rats in her kitchen like Rena does. Anyway, um, it's time for her party. And Crystal says that actually they already did this party theme for Rob's 50th birthday, but that was pre-COVID. So now they're doing a different, more scaled down covid world version which basically means just the housewives are going to be there like she was acting like uh you know we're gonna really pare down the guest list but it was like all the housewives maybe two guys for rob to talk to and then a lot of staff i feel like you know if if we're paring down do we need seven waiters for 12 people i don't know seems 
interesting to me. But anyway, um, so I really like the part where uh, Sutton showed up and she shows Crystal, oh, you know, I, these earrings I got are actually from the 1920s. And then Sutton says, yeah, and mine are from the 1920s section of Amazon. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, God bless. Lisa shows up looking like Lydia in drag from Real Housewives of Orange County. You guys, one thing about me. Every time. Shout out to Chelsea at Oh No Chelsea. Formerly Oh No Bravo. Every time. Every time I see that picture of Lydia in that top hat, I laugh. Just thinking about it. It's, she looks so... She looks so ugly. <laughs> and it's just so funny to me. It's like she looked whore. I've never seen drag go so wrong. I, I haven't seen it. Oh my god. It's so funny to me. Anyway. <laughs> I'm still laughing. I had to pause. And I'm still laughing. I'm going to talk my way out of it. Okay? Okay. Get it together, girl. All right. So the top hat is still funny. Okay. So Rena is like fully saying that she has PTSD, you guys. PTSD from the situation with Kathy. But that she's going to try and put on a brave face. Like, bitch, you girl, come on. What is happening? I, You know, it's hard to... We've only heard like 1% about what happened. And it's been these vague illusions, but there's so much emotion from Rinna, and it's just not in proportion. It's just really hard to understand what the big fucking deal is and why she just won't say it. If you feel like everybody needs to know and it's really this big deal, then why won't she just say it? Just say what it is. It had to be more than I'm going to take down NBC. Nobody cares about that. That's not going to touch her pillar. Who cares? So what was it? Kathy arrives last. At one point, Diana, I had to smirk because she did say that um, Erica looked like a Maleficent from the 1920s. And that was good. I'll give you three quarters of a point on the board for that, Diana. But you got like negative 12. So um, Rena says in a confessional that she's really surprised that Kathy showed up. And then she's like, you know what? She's here. She's decked out to the nines. Like nothing happened. It is so fucking weird. No, it isn't. She's in costume at a costume party. What did you want? Did you expect her to show up in like a a barrel that just said shame in paint on the outside? Like no makeup on. Like it's weird that she came in costume to a costume party. (laughs) she's this is the shit that she keeps inserting that i'm like okay whatever happened really wasn't that big of a deal because now you're making it's weird Uh, shut up so then lisa says that the longer she's there in kathy's presence the more uncomfortable she's getting she can't believe that kathy's acting like nothing's happened and if the rest of the women knew what kathy had said about them they probably wouldn't be too happy with her and that it's fucked up on every level what Just give us the first level. Start with the bottom. Let us know. And then maybe we'll work our way up from there. Like, what was it? There's another scene where Sutton and Erica are bonding and they're talking about Erica's old house. And Erica says the stuff in a confessional that she should have said about the earrings, which is that, you know, that was a part of her past. It doesn't belong to her. She has to let it go and move on with her life. And that's it. She's made peace with it. Thank you. 
Thank you. Crystal does her birthday speech. Every woman in the crowd literally looked like they could just throw her drink right in Crystal's face when she announced that this was going to be her last year in her 30s. (laughs) And I love that. I love that for Crystal. And that was basically it. Um, What happens? Oh, Dorit talks to Erica, excuse me, talks to Garcelle and asks her if she had a conversation with Erica yet about the real Garcelle's like, no, mind your business. And well, she didn't say that, but I did. Um, And then uh, Dorit says some stupid shit again about Garcelle, about how she feels like, do I feel like Garcelle kind of throws a grenade and tries to act like she's concerned instead? I do feel that way. Like, yeah, we remember you tried to pull that bullshit last season and it didn't work. Okay. It didn't work sick of them they were also on watch what happens live last night and i was only half watching but yeah i don't think they like each other i think they were really trying to have like a sister circle moment but like i don't know <laughs> i just don't think they do it but i, I want to know like what is it about dorit that gar what is it about garcelle that dorit doesn't like hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I'm really curious. If you want to let us know, Dorit, please. I think she might need to look within herself and uh, snap out of it, but that's not my problem. That's not my problem. Phoenix was in the episode at one point, and I would like more of Phoenix. I I would give I would give Phoenix two million dollars for next season before I ever even considered it for Rena, because honestly she drops gems she really does she told her mom um this is too much sugar for you at night so you need to pick me up ma'am get get yourself some coffee and not the coke I'm putting it right back in the refrigerator and I'm not gonna do this with you watch your watch it okay I'm not tough love tough love. Erica does end up talking to Garcelle in front of all the women. And if you looked closely, Diana was shifting back and forth in her seat, uh, hiding herself and her lips behind a little boa that she bought. I don't know why she was so uncomfortable. It seemed like a pretty fair conversation. Erica just says, hey, I'd like a heads up. Garcelle says, hey, we get our topics for the show the day before. We have to discuss what's going on in the news. And Erica's like, yeah, I get it. I thought we had a nice time in Aspen, though, and I thought maybe we're a little bit closer than that. I would have appreciated you telling me. Garcelle says, I get it, and I'm sorry. And that's it. That's it. So, 
while they're having this conversation, Lisa is leaving. The only person who catches her is Crystal, who just happened to be, as we find out later, getting her cell phone upstairs. So Lisa was telling Crystal that I got to go. I just don't feel right. Crystal's like, is this about Lisa? Like, or Kathy? Like, was it really that bad? She's like, it was. It was that bad. And she leaves. And so Crystal comes down and she's like, uh, y'all, Lisa just left. And then everybody, I thought, well, not everybody, but Erica and Dorit made a big point of being like, she did not tell us that she was leaving. That's so weird. Something must really be going on with Lisa because she definitely didn't tell either of us that she was leaving. Our friend. Huh. We're both going to say it to make sure you guys know that that's very weird. So Crystal tells the ladies that Rena seemed really shaken up by what happened in Aspen and she's not sure what that means. But when Lisa was leaving, it looked like she saw a ghost. They keep showing Kathy and her reactions to this. And really her reaction since she got there, she's clearly very uncomfortable. She's clearly trying to keep it tight and it's showing the nerves are showing through for sure. Like she's clearly not comfortable. Um, so Kathy says in a confessional that Lisa's, she knows that Lisa's going through a lot with the loss of her mother. And if she wants to leave early, that's her business. But she doesn't feel like Lisa left because of what she shared with her in Aspen. So now we have definite conversation that something happened that could have possibly upset Lisa. But then Kathy says, when I was in the car with her, Lisa was a total sweetheart to me and she listened to me and there was like no indication that she was upset. (laughs) And Kathy says, but you know what? If I was the toe that broke the camel's back, then, you know, I apologize to Lisa because I didn't want to hurt anyone. So then Garcelle tells Erica, why don't you text Rinna to just like see what's going on, right? And Erica decides to go off into another room with Diana chasing behind her. So they call her, Lisa's not answering. And then Erica tells Diana, this is to me, uh, phase three phase two and a half or phase three of this plan to take Kathy down. Um, Erica tells Diana that she feels like Lisa's probably mad that there's some behavior being swept under the rug (laughs) and that they all got a drink and had a good time at this club. But Kathy was really upset and that she really like got into Kyle's face and it was a mess. And then she says, Lisa Rinna took her home but she should really tell what happened when they were in the sprinter. So then Erica says in a confessional that Lisa was texting her and it was just the same text that we saw last week, which are Lisa telling Erica, you know, she had an absolute meltdown when I got in the sprinter with Kathy. I've never heard or seen anything like it in my life. Anger, screaming, throwing things, crying. I'm locked in my room. <sighs> I'm just thinking about this now. So, why would she have locked herself in her room? <laughs> That's so weird. It's so weird. Um, why didn't we not get an answer to that? Why did you lock your, why did you feel like you needed to lock yourself in your room? Did you feel like your safety was under imminent danger? Do you? I don't think so. Oh, Lord. So 
Then Erica says that, you know, in my defense, I've said some ugly things in the past too, but I just feel like everybody was so quick to condemn me and my behavior. But if they're going to talk about Erica's behavior, we're going to talk about everyone in this group. (laughs) Again, what does this have to do with anything? (laughs) I feel like Erica, like, you know how, um, you know, like the Senates are trying to work out laws and whatnot. And so under like these big laws, they try to, you know, slip in a little bill. And I feel like that's what Erica's doing. Like she wants Kathy to go down, but like she's trying to slip in her own thing, right? Like she wants to get something, a a little sweetheart deal or whatever you call it. Like, why are you making this? I don't understand why she feels so strongly that like, there needs to be fairness and balance with regard to Kathy. People don't like that you said that you don't care about anybody else but the victims. What does that have to do with what Kathy? <laughs> like, people called you to task because what you said was morally fucking corrupt. But why does this like direct? What is the through line between we need to talk about Kathy? I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe I'm dumb. And also, like, why don't you just do it then? Why why don't you just do it? If you know what it is, then why don't you say it? Right? It's like, like, you know when everybody's, like, forming a circle because, like, a b-boy's about to come out and do this thing. And, like, so everybody's, like, getting hype and they've got their moves. And, like, you know, like, like they look like they're going to tag in, but they don't. And I just feel like that's what keeps happening. Like, everybody's like, okay, we're, we're going to do it. Somebody hop in. Anybody at all. I'm going to say it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it too. We're all going to do it. Nobody's getting in the center of the ring and actually doing a fucking thing. And this is why it's incredibly annoying. But Diana tells Erica that Kathy's normally a really well put together woman, but she didn't know who she saw in Aspen because the Kathy that she saw that night was raging. Erica says in a confessional that the bottom line is that Kathy Hilton did what she did in that nightclub and we all saw it. So then Kathy has to admit to it apologize and move on. Diana tries to assume that maybe Lisa, like they're on Diana and, and Erica are on two diff- very different pages. <laughs> it's clear. And like Diana's not picking up what Erica's putting down. So Diana is like, okay, well maybe Lisa doesn't want to go in between Kathy and Kyle because they're sisters. And Erica says it's not about that being Kyle's sister, it's about her being Kathy Hilton. And I, I'm going to have to give her another half a point. She starts to call Lisa a chicken. Um, a bok bok chicken. Bok bok chicken. For not saying anything. And in a confessional, Diana says, I've never known Lisa to not say something. And I can't be judge and jury because I didn't see the whole thing. I don't know the full story. But I feel like everybody should be held to the same standard. Yeah. Why are you talking all this cash shit? But you're not saying anything, Rena. But everybody starts to leave Crystal's party. Um, but Erica gets a hold of Dorit and tells her, like, hang, hang back so we can have one last conversation, right? So she says, I'm going to tell you why I think Lisa Rena left. She took Kathy home and it got worse. Got worse in the sprinter. And I got worse at the house. And then Erica starts her mafia talk about how you need to be careful and other people who have it all, like, she doesn't understand why people are scared of Kathy. But I have, you know, they have something to protect. I don't have anything to protect. And basically how eventually every, you know, the tide turns on everybody and now it's Kathy's turn. 
Well, I guess we're going to see if we don't get an answer next week as to what exactly was said. I'm going to go in that sprinter van myself and lose my shit. I'm going to threaten NBC <laughs> and Bravo and every single one of you. And I'm going to take you down. Okay. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Bye.